0: I Squared Wrestling Podcast. We're back.
1: We are back.
0: Back again.
1: Chadys back. Well, Andy's back. Andy's are back. here Thanks for um, being patient with us, everyone.
0: I'm back. Better than ever kind of music is that? Eric Bischoff. Just test him. Great tune, though. Just test him. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back on the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we took a Christmas break. Uh, I lost my smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after a bit of soul searching, we're back. We are back. We've got, we've got a plethora of topics and refreshed, interviews. Refreshed, and if anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see if we can get through the next uh, hour of our lives. Um, and And if so... We'll have a wonderful uh, future together. Yes, yeah. it's, it's almost like a therapy, isn't it? It is. So you missed that therapy session. Um, so speaking of therapy sessions, have you watched you on Netflix? No. Okay, no problem then. <laughs> Very good, is it? Very good. I recommend anyone watch you, um, and anyone who's listening to the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Um, what I would like you to do is, if you watch, um, if you watch you. Um, then talk to me about it. So if you see me at a show, I would like to talk about it. If you at me on Twitter at aquildaen, I'd like you to talk to me about it because, like, I when I watch binge watch these shows, um, I have no one to talk to about it. So no, I don't really do a lot of TV. Walking Dead is my specialty. It's on a break at the moment, though, isn't it? So you could probably do something, have something to fit that gap. Yeah, but I'm.
1: I'm yeah I'm concentrating on something else at the moment. what's so that? I'm not talking about it, oh, maybe next
0: research, week.
1: yeah, researching,
0: working hard, yeah, very hard, very hard, yeah, yeah. I even Good. have my wife's support on this one, which is wow. nice. Wow. you won't after a little while, <laughs> yeah um, but fed up with it, but yeah, um, yeah, some big exciting news round the corner for Andy boy Simmons. I'm excited, yes, so um, so yeah, it's gonna make our it's gonna definitely improve the ratings on the podcast as well, oh, yeah, it might do, so, might't it, yeah, um. But so you, yeah.
1: but you want to talk about you?
0: If if not now, not not me personally, yeah. Or the or the female wrestler you? Who's oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> who's currently She's in got the her UK. own show? Is <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I would like to talk about you, the Netflix TV Y-O- series. You. you? Yeah. Okay, that's not the film. No, it's a it's a series. Okay,
1: all right. I saw a trailer for a film and it was yeah. I am us or something. I don't know. It's about a family that another family, they were the same people, went after them and it looked
0: quite scary. No, very different. Okay, very different. Um. So, did you have a nice Christmas? I did. That's have a what le- everyone wants to know.
1: Everyone, yeah, I had a lovely Christmas, thank you. I'm trying to think if I got anything. Oh, I got some wrestling tights. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I actually did... That's a great present for a retired wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I wrestle underground now, okay? Underground Wrestling Club. So, what I did was... I've done this for a while, actually. Um, the amount of times I've sat there and gone, oh, I wish I got this on a new set of gear, like this specific design or whatever logo on some new gear. So, I've just cut off a load of my old gear. No, I don't wear, and uh, stuck it on some new tights, new colours. And okay, stuff. so
0: I'm confused because you said you got some new wrestling gear for Christmas, but it sounds to me like you've crafted yourself. Your oh no, 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 there. no!
1: So I went out. I went to go see, well, um, Jackie in Gosport, lovely lady, makes all the gear for the
0: local lads, and uh, <laughs> she does. I she know. appreciates the shout yeah. out. And, uh, big shout out to Big Jackie. Yeah, and uh, watch uh, his space as well, because there's a new gear maker coming to town. But we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, that okay. The time.
1: Um, so, so Jackie, uh, I went in there with the stuff. Obviously she's got my measurement. She made it up. I paid for it. And then I said, mum kept, my mum kept saying, what do you want for Christmas? I said, mum, don't worry about me. I've got kids now. Buy the kids What do you mean, don't
0: worry about me? Oh, I'm not interested in Christmas. You are. No, I'm not. If you got some good presents, you'd be well interested.
1: Well, I got some new wrestling gear because mum said, well, how about I pay for that wrestling gear? And Uh, I was like, okay. uh,
0: Because I was going to, my next question was going to be, how would one go about buying some wrestling gear for a loved one? Oh, it's impossible. Because, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, Um, the
1: handover of cash when my mum gave me the cash felt a bit cheeky considering the amount of debt I'm in.
0: Uh, you know, just Just, another <laughs> handout of cash. <laughs> just take, just, it, uh, take, take it off the debt, mum. We just call it a Friday, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so uh, that's pretty... Uh, yeah, I've got pants and whatever and socks and... Oh, I've got some tracksuit bottoms that don't fit, so...
0: So what I was going to ask, because uh, cause this is uh, is quite fascinating mm-hmm. um, for me, because I'm obviously big wrestling fan, lifelong wrestling fan, and I would think it would be quite easy to buy for someone who likes wrestling in terms of, like, just go and buy any old shit. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh, there's an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. Or, yeah. Uh, there's a Hasbro of whatever. Right. There's something from your childhood. Yeah. I never got one single wrestling-related present. I didn't really get many presents at all. What, when you were all. a child? No, this, this, year. this year.
1: This year. Yeah, see, I, uh, I didn't get anything wrestling apart from the tights, but, like, you know, so like last year, my mum brought me the WWE Monopoly game, which we probably discussed this time last year. Still haven't played it. Should we
0: do a uh, live Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> do live Monopoly, we'll be it for four or five hours. Well, probably not the way I play Monopoly. I'm... A cheat, yeah. No, I'm not a cheat. I'm i okay. I'm ruthless, So. Are you? Yeah, with Monopoly. Okay. Yeah. We buy Ma- I, don't know, I guess uh, we're like Madison Square Garden and... Phil Green. Yeah. The, you know, the BHS man. Yeah. Apparently, he was very ruthless with Monopoly. Was he? He was very awkward. Well, if you believe the... Uh, the, the book which is uh, out yeah. on him which is fascinating I say fascinating read I listened to it on Audible because I leverage my time but um, he uh, he apparently was uh, very ruthless when it came to Monopoly okay. and it was a very unpleasant experience for people he took it very seriously and pressured people yep. and yeah, and bought up everything, and yeah, and that's why he's a millionaire. And that, well, <laughs> they said that's <laughs> so like maybe he, he he treated Monopoly the way he treated everyday life. Okay, so, um, so yeah, all right, we've done Pogs. We're next, Monopoly. Yeah, maybe we do like a Facebook Live. Facebook Live, maybe we have to put like a 30-minute time on it and see yeah, how yeah. we're going. <laughs> yeah. so got um, no viewers. Whoever, whoever's at the top, of, whoever's at, whoever's winning at the half-hour mark is... Uh, okay, I haven't even opened it. Like It's still uh-huh. sat on a shelf in the office. the fact that it's WWE Monopoly means that we could probably turn it into an hour-long podcast episode and just tell stories uh, like if it lands on Madison Square Garden, we can give a Madison Square Garden memory. Oh, okay. Or if it lands on... Yeah. I don't know. I was
1: thinking maybe you meant when you played Monopoly with wrestlers. Because I played Monopoly with wrestlers before. What do you mean? A travel Monopoly. Well, play physical Monopoly against so other wrestlers. Oh, okay. No, yeah.
0: I wasn't thinking that.
1: No. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't
0: thinking we were gonna, uh, you know, sit back and reminisce about <laughs> those <laughs> the time those I times.
1: Madman meant to not Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Um, what did you get for Christmas? Nothing really. No. Uh, I don't want really to sound ungrateful. Um, I got oh, my myself and uh, my son Calvin, we got matching Arsenal t shirts okay from that's the wife nice from your wife. A, yeah, got your nice names person. on the back. No, it doesn't that would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> well, that's what I thought it would be. One would say daddy, and one would say Calvin or something. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, just plain, but that would have just been one touch too personal. It's two quid a letter, isn't it? So <laughs> there's a lot less um, No, it was a, that was really nice. Um, we sat and watched uh. We watched Arsenal. I think we watched Arsenal draw and lose in those shirts, so are not good luck charms. No. <laughs> played Burnley, I think, over Christmas. Didn't they? Oh yeah, that was one of a few bright spots. Yeah, obviously. Um, then
1: Arsenal hammered. Uh, sorry, Burnley hammered West Ham. Not long after, so that's one nil to me and zero
0: to our friend Craig. That's good. That's yeah. right. Irons. Um, and uh, what else did I get? I got an Amazon. So I got an Amazon Echo, uh, a picture one. Um, So I'm big into my Amazon Echoes. So my recent trip that we'll be talking about later, I was uh, just many times I was left thinking, going, Alexa, Alexa. She wasn't there.
1: Is that what Amazon Echo is? Amazon Echo
0: is named Alexa. Alexa. Okay. So you say like Alexa. So for me, it's the most effective voice thing. Like obviously Apple has Siri and I've tried to use it for my phone. So for example, Hey Siri. What's the time, please? It's 15.33. Oh, that was actually quite a lot more effective than uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be. But normally when I talk to Siri, it's just like talking to a child, isn't it? Yeah. When I talk to Alexa, she uh, she, understand. she understands. She yeah. understands. We play okay. games. We do all sorts. Um, but I got one of those from my sister. Um, but awkwardly, I'd bought her the same thing, but the next model up. That really the <laughs> so <a> better one. So it was almost like I was trading down. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got that. Um, and uh, Haley uh, got me some uh, tickets to uh, Les Mis, the Not the the musical, but the the songs of Les Mis, I guess. Uh, Where's that? At the King's, King's Theatre. Oh okay, in Portsmouth. So, um, so yeah, that was my Christmas present. Very but, successful But Christmas. the good the good thing about Christmas for me was uh, it was Calvin's first Christmas, wasn't it? So I spoiled him rotten. Yeah, it's all about the kids, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it's almost like a, yeah, I just every every I think I discussed with you every shopping trip I took out. I just popped to Tesco's. We went to Tesco's just to get a bite tweet during one of our training sessions at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Yep. And I came back with uh, an Ocean Friends VTech play <laughs> toy thing. Did he like, like that? He loves was it. Was that from
1: you or Father Christmas?
0: Um, I, Well, I don't really know. We didn't really say. Okay. He met Father Christmas a couple of times, though. He did enjoyed he? that. Yeah. Um, the best one was at the library. He really loved him at the library. <laughs> and it was, lovely. Which is interesting, because it was a very low-rent suit at the library, because obviously mm-hmm. it was free. You know, not like expensive ones that we paid for yeah worth every penny though uh
1: so how did you do christmas as a kid because i me and my wife conflict we don't argue but like she we have to do it her way and i don't I that's not the way i used well, to they do not this. let you do hanukkah <laughs> no no i never did hanukkah but uh the way i did it as a kid was it was almost like um all the presents would go under the tree and then father christmas would come up from under the tree and then put them in a
0: pillowcase oh, well that's, that's ridiculous and
1: put, us and put them in our room but then like there'd be extra stuff from Father Christmas but Father Christmas would be the one that comes and oh, do, you do you understand know? what I'm saying yeah so uh, but I like the visual as a child of coming in seeing all those presents there getting so excited
0: yeah so what we did was uh, as uh, as kids is we had um, so we had presents from our mum and dad yeah um we also had presents from Father Christmas, so there was a couple of presents for Father Christmas, and I guess the main ones f- were from our mum and dad. Um, but Father Christmas always used to give the stocking, right? Yes. Christmas stocking filled yep. with treats uh-huh. and 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 little little presents, um, you know. Some like little bit Satsuma. Satsuma, always a Satsuma, some chocolate coins, yeah. you know, like um, maybe like a, uh, I don't know, like maybe a bracelet or a watch or, you know, just something, not like a, I want to say a bracelet, I don't mean like a... I don't a mean you're a little girl. Like. No, but like <laughs> males wear bracelets as well. <coughs> I, know I know, you used to wear one all the time. I did, yeah. 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 Yellow, silver one. Mm. Yeah. That was a, add magic that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was your lucky one, right? It was my lucky one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, so it was essentially the stocking was left by Father Christmas, okay, and the, and then a couple of presents. But was there presents under the tree in the building? Yeah, up but yeah, but those presents under for, the tree in the building Christmas were from Mum and Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's the way that's the way Lindsay was brought up. But she doesn't put presents under the tree in the lead up to Christmas.
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah, because part of the fun was uh, holding it and feeling it, seeing if yeah, you can work out where it was. I'd oh, roll my, roll my I accident- hand over it. accidentally ripped that. Paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I said all the time. Oh, I was terrible. I never I never tore it open completely. No, you But just I came a close a few times. Oh really? I <laughs> yeah, bet you did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, just a little a little rip. Yeah. it's all that's required. I remember
1: and we might have done this last year, but I'll just refresh everyone. I remember and it pains me to admit this because my mum and dad sometimes listen to the podcast. I did find the WWF Hasbro ring, Brett Hitman Hart. And the nasty boys under my mum and dad's bed. You're
0: just a piece of work, aren't you? Yeah. And the, o- and the only reason I'm not going in on you on that is because I, w- when I got my WWF Hasbro ring, yeah. I'd ripped. I'd managed to rip the back of it, but I didn't know what it was though, because I wasn't. You need to understand. So like, I wasn't like. I was a child that was. I think probably in hindsight, my mum probably kept me away from a lot of stuff because we couldn't afford it and didn't want to seem bad. Okay, you know what so I mean? what, like, in terms of what so, you're into? No, so, like, I was into wrestling, obviously, but, like, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we didn't go to Woolworths every week and look at the WWF action figures. Yeah, okay. Because every time I'd go, I'd want one. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. So, like, um, so I didn't know what the Hasbro ring looked like, the box for okay. the ring looked like. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, I, re- but I remember, like, and I'm shutting my eyes trying to visualize it, but I remember maybe light blue, like, um, and almost like a colouring in wrestler on the back.
1: On the front. It was like an artwork. Okay, yeah. so
0: maybe... So, but I remember having a little rip there. And I want to say maybe, and uh, and this is probably more guesswork than anything, maybe Jake the Snake Roberts may have been the person um, who, who I was looking at. Um, but I saw that little bit, and I knew it was wrestling, but I didn't know it was a wrestling ring. So even though I, I'd kind of ripped it, and I knew it was like a wrestling box... I didn't know it was a ring until I'd actually opened it, and I felt so instantly you, bad about knowing that.
1: Because it, it, you felt bad about knowing it was wrestling? Yeah. Okay, so did you think it was... Well, you probably can't remember, but to me, maybe if I'd seen the artwork, you might have thought it was a big box of wrestlers.
0: No, I never thought that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I tell you what I also have memories of as well. Remember Noel's house party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time there was a kid who liked yeah. wrestling. You got he got loads. he got loads. Yeah, I, I remember mean, that yeah. as well, yeah. I remember that very well, and funny
1: I made you remember that. That is one of my... WF memories as a kid, be it was like, Wait till I get you home, I think was the. Yeah. Where yeah. they used to film the kid, I think, and he'd say funny things about the parents. Yeah. And yeah, and he got loads of WF toys. Didn't yeah. He? And then later Lucky on, there boy. was
0: a, uh, many years later, Noel's Christmas presents on Sky One. there was Smudge. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. 2007, yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Triple H was on it. And so Noel Edmonds has always been a good man to wrestling, hasn't That's he? it, yeah. Always reminds me of the Million Dollar Man.
1: Yeah. He met H, he met didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we were like, oh, they probably will walk around going, oh, he looks like a <laughs> billion dollar <laughs> Yeah, <there."> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, So, yeah, that was Christmas. Good. And uh, did you, what? Did you get up to much in the
0: new year? No, I stayed in.
1: What new year's Eve? Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I just stayed in. I, did, I was asleep by half ten.
0: Yeah, same. Well, I don't know. Oh, actually, I was... Was that new year? Or the day before? No, I was cooking for... Calvin has a... Uh, his mother's got these uh, <laughs> these recipes that he eats. Ella's kitchen recipes. Oh yeah, we have those. Ella's kitchen. Yeah. We did, but not you the know? not the pouches, like mm. the actual recipes. That oh, it's a book, is it? Yeah, it's like recipes. Okay. That it was, she gets it online or maybe on an app or something. Yeah. Um, and there's all these natural, ing- like I guess natural ingredients. You know that. So uh, I'm walking around, but there's literally stuff I've never heard of. Like, so we had one dish where you had to have some lemongrass. All right. I didn't even know what it looked like but I found it Uh but do you know what I mean like just like just all these vegetables and just clean ingredients all cooked up they're like gourmet dishes right expensive so that's quite expensive yeah it is (laughs) quite expensive but you do get because it's like obviously kids portions you do get a lot out of them a lot out of them and what we tend to do is double the um, whatever the recipe is double it and then we'll freeze a lot of it and you'll have it you know so that was like maybe so that was what, two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he's oh, I don't know, I've lost track of time, but whenever it was the day before Christmas uh, New Year's Eve. Um and um and he's still going now on that those dishes. Really? Um but she sent through like three dishes for me to cook up. And uh they take about an hour a dish to cook, right? But then there was one dish. And like sometimes the recipes aren't as um they're not as clear as they should be. So like you know, like so you do one thing, and then I'll be doing some washing up, and I'll go to go into the next thing, and it's like I should have been cooking something else at the same time, but it didn't make it clear. So, all in all, I spent about five hours cooking three dishes okay. <laughs> late into the night, and that was the day before New Year's Eve. Um, so you had a quiet one, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, uh, yeah, just uh, literally uh, went to bed early. I was packing my bags, and then I went to bed early. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't do anything New Year's Eve. Nothing to report. So.
0: Yeah. No, time
1: with my parents and law and my parents like we got together and had a nice dinner and that. Like, so that was cool. nice, but. Cool. Happy
0: I New Year. See you next year. Yeah. Bye. Good night. Good night. Right, let's get um, on to it. What the 30 day wrestler challenge. Let's do it. It's back. <laughs> Andy and Andy's. 30 week. Well, it's more than 30 weeks, really, isn't it? Because <laughs> it's been going on for quite <laughs> some time. Now. <laughs> um, <laughs> wrestling challenge. <laughs> You're starting to warm on you, isn't it? This heater is starting to warm on me, yeah. Oh, it's cold in here. Oh, you know? I bet it is, actually. Coming here in the morning, it's freezing, so we just get some nice temperatures going. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, we think that the reason why it's a lot colder now than actual times when it was actually snowing um, is because the storeroom um, never used to have as much stuff in it, so there was a heater on in the storeroom as well. Okay. Um, and obviously now there's, like, s- shelves and stuff in front of said storeroom. So the heat doesn't travel through as freely, which okay. makes us makes us colder. Mm-hmm. But like around this time of day, it's all right. It's all right. Temperature's yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the room's warmed but, up. Um, yeah, finally. But yeah, the morning not such a nice time to be uh at Titan towers. Yeah. Because that's essentially. Did you put your Christmas decorations up in there? Well, I had a Christmas card up, which. Oh, was well, that's what Steve. made
1: me ask. Yeah, I saw your Christmas card. I was like, oh. And we had a box of t- box t- of t- Quality t- Street from yeah? Sandra,
0: the office manager. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind. Oh, she gets enough out of us, doesn't she? Yeah. For literally no work, right? Beres a building. We
1: know what that's like. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But I was thinking about setting up my own office block just round the corner and oh taking yeah. all the, the clients from in here. Oh yeah, off. she won't mind. Nah, no big deal. Oh, maybe I do it like five minutes away, just out of respect Respect. To her. Respect. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so a thirty-week wrestling challenge. So we've had. So so far we've we've had. Favourite male wrestler, favourite female wrestler, favourite wrestler ever, which is a bit of a cop-out, really. Yeah. Since we've done our favourite male and female, we're just saying who do we be like better, girls or boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but maybe, oh no, current. Sorry. Okay. Current and favourite. Whatever. But you've heard that. You've heard that all in the archives. This week's one is our favourite match. Alright, you go first. Singles match. <laughs> My. What? <laughs> what, you go Texas first. Texas death match. What is it a favourite <laughs> type of match? No, I think it's saying our favourite match of all the time. Okay. But I was uh, I was just being hilarious. I was essentially bending the rules and oh. saying um, I was gonna say a world of sport rules match. Um a rounds match. Um what's the one if you roll out the ring if you if your feet touch the floor it's over. That one. Battle royal? Nah. Dean Melenko did it in WCW against Billy Kidman. It was like Billy Kidman had to go through three matches or something. Oh yeah, in the first spot he was talked about it before, I think. Yeah, the first spot he rolls out the ring and he's like fuck Yeah. And it's the same as um Mark Underwood and the John Fremantle show. Yes. Do you remember he what yeah, did yeah. he do? He got himself
1: He counted out got carried out in the first round and that's yeah. classed as a knockout, so yeah. that was the end of the match.
0: Yeah. I I believe he retired. To, did he that. threaten to quit or actually quit? I can't remember. But well, he's not been around for a long time since No, probably like, not. But yeah. May well have retired after that one. But anyway, favourite match of all time. Right, so this is probably not a conventional one. People are probably thinking, oh, he's going to say Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat, Kenny Omega versus uh, mm. Kazuchika Okada. Brett Austin. Um, Brett Austin, that's another great one. But you know what my favourite match of all time is? Go on. The Rock versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam 2002.
1: Okay, fair
0: choice, yeah. So just everything about that match, the build-up, the hype videos, um, they did like the training videos where they legitimized training. Like the rock's like, I'm working on my grip straight. Like, you know, he's got the battle ropes. Duh, 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 duh. And he's like, you know, and uh, like pulling up on pulling up on ropes, you know, climbing ropes. Mm-hmm. And he says, I do this because it helps me with my grip strength. Then it goes to a video of him and Hulk Hogan shaking hands and Hulk Hogan goes to walk away and the rock <laughs> pulls him back in because it legitimizes that. Do you know what I mean? He tells you, yeah. And it's the- like the, the box jumps. And, he's, and I think they go to footage of him nipping up, you know, and stuff like that. So I thought that was great. And just the match itself, just so everything meant something. And it was just action, action, action from the bell to the finish. Um, and uh, just for me, it was just...
1: Just pinnacle so,
0: wrestling yeah dude, honestly it's just so exciting the crowd were hot for everything and I just yeah I loved it and I've, I've watched it countless times since and I, th- I still feel exactly the same about it I don't think it's one of those matches which is going to go down in wrestling history as one of the greatest matches of all time but I think that it's perhaps the most underrated match of all time okay so there you go alright mine do you got? is
1: British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels <laughs> what a surprise British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Shawn Michaels one night only that's a match I've watched countless times. Fantastic match. Yeah, but it's it's fantastic for the crowd reaction. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing, like from Shawn Michaels walking, to Shawn Michaels almost gets like a babyface reaction, despite he's obviously wrestling the bulldog. Yeah. You know, and he drops that bulldog figure down his trousers and stuff. Well, he pretends to, but I think he might. I don't know if he did or not. But yeah, anyway, it's just you know the finish with the people throwing stuff. at th- They weren't called DX at the exit time, were they? They were called. I think they were calling themselves the Triple Threat. Certainly uh, on yeah, th- they were, yeah. yeah tr- triple H was going, oh, a triple threat, like doing the, the triple threat, threat fan yeah. signal and stuff. Yeah. So um, despite the fact there was four of them as well. But there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah, so it's just that, that's a, that, is a, that is a match with unbelievable amount of people. People believed it again that night. You know, it's way before, yeah, it was 1997, so what we're talking about, 21 years ago. So it's way before the age we're in now where people almost don't want to believe it. But then people were happy to believe it and wanted yeah. to believe it. And I think everyone was absolutely devastated. And, and
0: what I liken it to is uh, for for British Bulldog coming to England would be like that Anthony Joshua or Conor McGregor, like going out. You know, like, so when not so not much, so like Conor McGregor, when he fights in UFC, he brings a sea of the Irish with him, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, like Ricky Hatton, when he had... You know, he used to, when he'd fight in Vegas, he'd take a sea of Brits with him and you know, and you'd have that whole atmosphere of mm-hmm. like just that love for that performer and that's what Patriotism,
1: Bulldog had. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't just he wasn't fighting. Conor McGregor says, When one of us goes to war, we all go to war in reference to the Irish. Yeah. Right. And that's what it was for British Bulldog. And it's just such a shame that there's not been anyone like that since really. Um, because yeah, and it's very similar to Bret Hart in Canada, right? Right. You know, he had the whole nation behind him. Sure. Right? And 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 you get that, you had that same feeling at Canadian Stampede, you know, when they had that 10-man tag. Um, and, uh, yeah, for me, like, you know, there's nothing more powerful than that, the power of the whole nation getting behind one person. And it's almost remarkable that, you know, they almost, with British Bulldog, they had the blueprint of how to create a national hero. And it's kind of remarkable that they've not done that yeah,
1: ever like with water, anyone since. It? Yeah, yeah. They've not even tried. No. They, like, they tried with Eddie Guerrero, but I don't know.
0: Like well, like, you had the Hispanics like Eddie Guerrero and, and Rey Mysterio, obviously, and, and SmackDown for a very long time got such great ratings because they were able to resonate with that demographic. Um, and they tried, and, and, and the words were, they were always trying to create a Latino superstar after Eddie Guerrero and after Rey Mysterio. But, Always kind of failed, um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. Like it's just I think it's kind of amazing that they've never. I can't
1: think of anyone they've tried to build up as the next. British. And it's like,
0: and it's even like, for example, Wade Barrett. Um, it's just almost amazing that when they were over here, they never gave him something big. Do you know what I mean? Like Raw's in England. has put Wade Barrett on with.
1: Yeah, he got knocked out by Wayne Rooney, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But really, he could have. Yeah, he might have won the championship, the intercontinental champion. Maybe I don't but know. He but he could have challenged. But could have
0: challenged for the world championship, even if you're going to lose. But like, be a superstar. Almost similar to how when Nick Aldis was in TNA, when he came over and he was a champion, he was like a superstar, wasn't he? Yeah. Like yes, just was, ridiculous yeah. levels, and it's almost like if WWE had something like that, I don't know. Like I just think things could have been. I, I, <laughs> It's all, good, it's all well and good having a British star but like really having a British star that pushes the buttons of uh, the people like no one cares about who the WWE UK champion is do you know, like in right, reality right, like right, right, that's yeah, not yeah, a knock yeah, no, no one not
1: the uh, not the uh,
0: not the majority the outs yeah. of the WWE universe doesn't care yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean the niche who watch WWE UK on the network might care but like the the outs the, the majority of WWE fans don't care about no. that championship Um and and it's almost like, I don't know. I just it, it feels like if you if that UK champion, for example, if that UK champion was defending the belt on Raw, or defending the belt on paper, even just pay per views, uh, like the main pay per views, then when they came back to England, it'd be something big, something special, you know. I just, I don't know. I just can't help but feel that There's never been that national star since, the British Bulldog, no. you know. And, and as we say, and we're going to look when we go through your scrapbook. Um, there's British Bulldog was a huge star over here to the extent he was tabloid news.
1: Yeah, right, right. And he was, yeah, like, he was probably on, like, page six. Do you know what I mean? Like, he obviously wasn't... He might have been on front front page certain bits, but, like, he obviously wasn't front page news, but that's more than it's ever been ever.
0: (laughs) And and I think that that's because British people love someone who's a success story. We love getting behind success, you know? When England's football team's doing badly, we're the first ones to, you know, shun them and whatever. But the second England win a game... It's like three we lines on our it, shirt. Yeah. It's coming home, like you know, and uh, so we love a success story. We love getting behind that stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's why I just feel like. And when you can manufacture, it's not like, for example, it's not like MMA where you have to. The fighter has to win their fights. Yeah, you, know, okay, uh, we, yeah, yeah. you know, we can manufacture how good they are. You know, so obviously ability i it's a it's a two way thing. You still have to be a great wrestler, but obviously we can manufacture if they win or lose. You know, we can manufacture those environments. So sure. yeah. But there's a to me that's there's nothing yeah, I agree with you in that one. That that reaction of that match, there's not there's not much that gets a you know, such an emotive response. Yeah, even close really. Um, and and certainly not for some time anyway. Um so obviously I guess it may be akin to like Rob Van Dam, John Cena match, but again, Rob Van Dam and John Cena was uh that match was never um people cared, but they didn't really care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the corporation versus free speech. You know, right? It wasn't like.
1: And here's a scary thought: that the the time between that British Bulldog and John Cena match is shorter than the time John Cena matches to now.
0: That is scary, isn't it? Yeah. So
1: that was. One well, not only ninety-seven, one-night stand, like two thousand and six, nine years. It's now been thirteen, thirteen years. And can
0: you think of any match in recent history where people have cared? Like when I say cared, like really passionately cared. Whether who won. Oh, or lost. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania.
1: <coughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Daniel Bryan. At, so that run. So Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble against Bray Wyatt in the steel cage.
1: But do people care whether he won or not, or did they care that they just, or did they? just care about him. Do you know what I mean? It was like he yeah, was but they did and the about Matches were one necessarily yeah.
0: over. Like, I think they cared about the match and him. Okay. And, and I would argue that um, Daniel Bryan's the closest thing that WWE have come to ever creating a superstar, but they didn't even know it. Sure. And like even when they knew it and were like, yeah, we're taking responsibility for the Yes Yes Movement, they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Look at his program after he won the belt, you know. Kane. Exactly. Kane, yeah. And then look where he is now and like he's obviously a great heel now, but like he just came back off the biggest fairy tale story ever. He should be the the biggest babyface in the company. Totally, you know? yes. Yeah, and quite, like, and yes, yeah. he's an effective heel. And yes, he's a great heel. And probably the best thing about SmackDown Live. If you like why I called it SmackDown yeah. Live. Just <laughs> company man. Um, he's probably the best thing about that show. But he should he's be. Not, he's
1: not what he should be. Yeah,
0: he should be that national. He should be the hero. The the man that you know the biggest star since Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know the man we all look up to, admire, respect, because he can, he can appeal to that crossover audience. You know, he, WWE cares so much about getting that that niche audience. That so, you know, we spoke the other week about the niche of a niche of a niche. Yeah. That WWE cares so much about, they've got the man who can deliver that for them. Yeah, well, they did.
1: Joey, you know what I mean? he's still well, there, but he's, yeah. you missed the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Do
0: you know I mean uh, pissing around in England, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. now they're going to be doing the same in America, and whatever, do you know what I mean? Just try and be like, we're cool, we're like, sure. do you know what I mean? We've got that, you know, I yeah, don't know. They
1: weren't, Yeah, it's almost like they weren't looking um, at home, mainstream,
0: yeah. Yeah, but like, th- you know, they had the answer to what they wanted in terms of grabbing the yeah. attention of I mean, I don't know if he
1: was or he wasn't, I don't think he was, but I think I could be wrong, like, was Daniel Bryan, when he came back from that, was he on Good Morning America? Was he on... I don't know, but I know. Stories, but I don't. But I remember so. when
0: he he pitched a ball or was part of some big parade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember WWE didn't even reference it on their the oh, TV really? show. Okay. And but that was, you know, I don't know. It's just like, oh, it's you know. Sometimes the answers under your noses. Mm-hmm. You know, like talking about like, oh, we're gonna give the people what they want, and then drafting up a load of NXT guys who no one cares about. When you've got like Adam Cole, Carl O'Reilly. Um, you know, all that, yeah, like, okay. Roderick Strong, Ricochet, you know, Donovan Dijak, and, like, you know, all those guys that are kind of there who could well be a superstar and could well be an answer to your problems, yet you're still doing the same old yeah. same old formula and thinking that it's everyone else that's a problem. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, sure, like, yeah. But, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just uh, one man's opinion. opinion and guess, a, yeah. and like, it's a fan's opinion as well. It's not like a... It's not an insider opinion by any stretch of the imagination, you know. It's uh, just a complete fan's opinion of a of, of a product which I'm now uninterested in. So um, I'm hoping that they do something, and I'm hoping this all elite wrestling, which is uh, around the corner, might. It's all kicking off, isn't it? It. It, is. it is. It's, a good way <laughs> it's to all to kicking <laughs> off in the playground, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, the response is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a good year. Is it going to be good or is it going to be? Just uh,
1: well, no, I mean, for jet for wrestling as a whole, or are you going to divide that already? Yeah, niche see, this audience, is a, so, so
0: this is a thing. So, I think so. My argument with so, for example, WWE UK, I think they're dividing a niche audience, I don't think they're bringing anyone no. new into it because they're not on any TV. So, they're using their, their niche is at the WWE network and they're trying
1: to so it's like it. So, remember that house show we often reference that we didn't even know they are in town, kind of thing. Yeah, 20,000 people at the O2. Is any of those twenty thousand people going to go to Coventry Skydome? No, probably not. No, unless they stick bloody unless they
0: live in Coventry, or they put Ray Mysterio they on the Ray show. Put Ray Mysterio on the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Like I just, uh, yeah, I just think they're not building a new audience. They're trying to um, just call just keep, all, isn't it? Like yeah, and just keep keep rinsing money out of mm-hmm. the existing audience. Um, I think what would be good for the business would be if they were trying to grow the audience outside of their existing audience because as I've discussed time and time again, I think the only way for I I think that WWE being successful is a good thing because the more successful WWE is, then the more successful um, everything else is. It's a knock-on effect. So when the attitude... Well, with the Monday Night War and then following on, um, you know, the Attitude Era, when WWE was successful, everywhere else was successful. So, um, so of course, I, I w- would love WWE to be successful and I'd love more than anything for them to create fans outside of their current fan base because the more wrestling fans they create, the more people eyeballs on my product so you know yeah it's uh good for everyone I yeah, guess. yeah absolutely so hopefully competition will, will kind of create success for for everyone and everyone to yep. do better so
1: and speaking of uh WWE's competition let's talk about your trip to New Japan Pro Wrestling how about that are you ready That's for it, it now <laughs> let's do it <laughs> what a segue
0: what a segue so um so yeah Unless you've been living under a rock for the past few weeks, <laughs> yeah. um, no, we've uh, that hit the bloody tabloids, didn't it?
1: What did? No, I'm joking, but it would have done if Patrick Lennon was still doing the wrestling page <laughs> yeah. in the Star, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sure that would <laughs> have had a whole line. page. Yeah, that'd have been nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You might be worth giving the Portsmouth News a call.
0: Oh, maybe I will.
1: Yeah, yeah. All I'm right, going to call Pete's or post soon. So
0: why don't why don't you call the P- Portsmouth uh, Portsmouth News and just let them know that I was there, and they can yeah. they can write an article about <laughs> you, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Why about not our, yeah but on our, our show coming up <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah then the week after a the show they can put a piece in about you, yeah <laughs> perfect and yeah. forget to put the website in <laughs> yeah. that'd be ideal <laughs> um
1: all right so how how did you uh, you know obviously we won't talk about every single step that you took as soon as you got off the plane but i think i don't know people knew you were going was it common knowledge you were going or
0: i don't know i never i never publicized it or advertised it because they say in wrestling like you never know something's going to happen until it happens. So obviously, yeah. New Japan spoke to me in probably September about coming in for the the Dome show. And but was it
1: just you coming as a guest or a championship match? Championship on the
0: show? match. Oh, so we've known about championship. So there was going to be again like uh, everyone. Gado is very famous for his long-term booking. But we've known there was going to be a match, a Revolution Pro Wrestling British Heavyweight Championship match on the Tokyo Dome show since probably April. Oh, really? Um, oh, I might have known about them. Before. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so there was a um. And, and that's kind of, um, you know, the belt's been present on New Japan Pro Wrestling shows for the last two years now. Um, and that, I guess, was the next evolution for there to be a championship match at the Tokyo Dome. Um, I so always thought that was cool
1: that they wore the belt. Because, like, Pete Dunn isn't going to wear the Southside Wrestling
0: on, WWE, on, w- yeah.
1: on when he's on a takeover, is he? Yeah. But obviously that's not the case
0: with... The newsman um, guys. Yes, yeah, it's because it's a partnership, not a dictatorship. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Chill out. I just want some ratings, don't I? So, uh, um, yeah. So that can encourage more listeners. Yeah, just get they, us back they, rolling because yeah, people yeah. have been thinking, "Oh, they're done now. We yeah. delete that from our podcast list." So, um, but no, it is it is it is cool to have have that. So that where they wear the the belts out um, and. Uh, and, and we've had actual defenses on on shows as well. So, um, and Zach Sabres Jr. Is, it's the second New Japan show. This is actually the second time that Zack Saber Jr. has won the British Heavyweight Championship in Japan. Of course, he used to beat Shibata, so, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot Absolutely. About that, yeah. So, um, why weren't you there? Why weren't you at that one? I don't know. Okay. Um, it wasn't <laughs> the Dome show, was it? So no, no, not the budget. Um, but really, I'm just so thankful for for being there, being invited to be there. You know. Yeah. Um so, so yeah, I was invited along as a um, representative of Revolution Pro Wrestling. Sat at ringside during the the championship match, um, announced at the, the the new belt at the press conference day before, which I guess we'll talk about in a in a second. Um, and uh, and they brought in Chris Roberts to be the referee as well, um, which again just another another wonderful touch, which is just again something for me, which um, I don't know, like it kind of legitimised the whole thing a lot more and the relationship a lot more. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know, if I was you... Uh, what, the wrestler? I th- <laughs> no, I <knew> you, sir. <laughs>
1: um, I, I think I'd always have that, and only because it's wrestling, and, and I'm sure sort of paranoia reigns throughout anything that's involving hierarchy, but wrestling's very hierarchy-related. I think I'd always, if I was you, I'd always feel like, is this a bit one way? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I fly him out, and, uh, you know, I give sort of New Japan all this exposure in England... But obviously, it's not. Is my point that you know uh, they, that you know they
0: welcomed you back and they put your the yeah absolutely. I, and I think it's it's always been a again. It's always it's a partnership. That's what I always stress. Like so, at the start, obviously, it was um, it was one way at the start. It was essentially I was hiring the wrestlers to to come over and 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 work in England, but. As, as the more and more wrestlers came over, saw what a great scene it was, saw the great fans, and that's something which always comes back, you know, what great fan reaction they always get, um, you know, as, as that happens and the relationship grows over time, then all of a sudden they see a Will Ospreay and like, we want to bring a Will Ospreay over, they see a Marty Skull, they see a Zack Sabre Jr., you know, um, and, uh, and, you know, and then those guys become part of a roster for, for New Japan Pro Wrestling because, you know, they've had those eyeballs on them and, um, and, and and when that starts to happen, that's that's for me, like, that was a great sign when when Will came in and, and you know, did so well winning the Best of Super Juniors and becoming the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., you know, winning the New Japan Cup. Um, Marty Sculls being Junior Heavyweight Champion, Six-Man Tag Team Champion. You know, so, like, there's been so much great stuff for the Brits who've gone there and, you know, excelled. And they were really the, obviously, Marty, Will, and Zack obviously were... Top three in England for so long, but obviously we've got a long list of guys now who are who I think are just you know perfect for that style. So we'll see. Time will tell. You know if if those guys come in, but it shows that there's there's a, yes there's a possibility that that could happen. And what's also perfect, what's so great about, for example, Will and Zach, is that they've gone there and they've become bigger stars there, but they're still able to come back and work for work for myself and you know and, and we were able to to benefit off the back of that. And they want to. And, and they, know, they want to. Nice, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like, but I think. Especially, well, with Will and Zach, like Will said it publicly a lot, but especially with Zach, like I think they have um almost a sense of um of of gratitude for where they've come from, um and they remember where they've come. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, A, yeah, a totally, lot of yeah. people, it's just like, all right, see you later. Yeah, well, I you remember know. like
1: you Paul talk about Virtual. Paul Virtual all the
0: time, all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if we've talked about it. We were going to do a whole episode on Paul, and then you kind of convinced me not to. Well, I don't want you to come across <laughs> as a bit. <bitter laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but I was here, like, as soon as he moved to America. There was th- three or four weeks of discussion, like on you know an MSN Messenger in those days. Yeah, that's the no, it was done
0: then, kids. MSN Messenger. Yeah,
1: cut everyone did. Yeah. So, but obviously, with the and and it's always been like almost like a, oh, I guess that's just the way it is, you know. Like when Haid Vanson went to America, we actually stayed in touch, and I was but I was constantly worried every time I'd message him. I think oh, I probably won't get a response. He's been there a few months now. He's got his new friends. He's got his new family. Doesn't need me anymore because that's just the way we. Not just me. It was James Ty. Everyone, Paul just cut Everyone dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's nice that these guys are having such great careers, making real money in pro wrestling, not in the WWE system, but they're still good people.
0: Yeah, J- absolutely. You know, yeah. They haven't, they,
1: without, be, they, uh, this, I don't want this to sound patronizing, I don't think it will, but like, they haven't forgotten where they come from.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, yeah.
1: Guys, like I say this with all love in the world, but it's guys like me who took a million bumps for Paul Birchall, who got Paul Birchall over. I'm not saying Paul's, enta- obviously Paul's talented, I'm not saying that, but guys like me, Stevie Knight, Mark Sloan, guys like that who, who Paul used to aim around the ring all day. Those are people you cut dead. He's like, well, I'm not asking for any favours, Paul. I just... It would be nice if we were still mates on any level, you know? No, it would
0: be nice to be able to get the free tickets, wouldn't it? Every <laughs> now and again. We well, used to come... On my on guest
1: list. My dad had dementia, and he used to come to my house before training. They'd eat
0: trifle together. Do you know what I mean? He was actually a nice guy. Yeah. So I made a fuss of her. And, uh... And I'm sure any time he, he swung by Jade's News, he was treated to like a free Coca-Cola. I'm or sure a he was. Free yeah. Lucas, eh? They retail yeah. a lot there, don't <laughs> They're they? So, expensive, Jade. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, and I bet that was given. Yeah, yeah. He was well so. looked after by the Simmons family.
1: But anyway, we're not here to talk about Paul
0: Birchall. <laughs> 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 Do you know, my favourite thing about all of this is just that you're no doubt going to bump into each other in the, the near future. Right <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, um, mate. Here's a story just regarding
1: Paul. One last one. So Spud put a picture on his Facebook of Spud and Paul. they had, I think it was a Matt Capitelli uh, fundraiser show. Yeah. I think is probably one of those. And Spud, oh, look who I bumped into. And there's like a nice picture of the two. I was like, I'm not liking that. My arm's folded. I'm not going to put anything on that. So I was just like, yep, I'm, I'm doing sure, it now. I'm I'm doing sure, yep, and I'm sure Paul
0: <laughs> noticed. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> he's gone back. And, Why is Andy Simmons not liking oh, this? Oh, that's not really He's nice. like, look, he's liked Spud's last 3,000 <laughs> photos. <voters." laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, so, uh, anyway, because of that, I'll probably see you soon, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a way, it's a universe's way of bringing people together, yeah. Um, so professional wrestling, uh, Tokyo, Japan, okay. Um, yeah, so oh, so yeah, same wrestling, you never quite know until you're actually there if it's going to happen. So, I didn't want to say to anyone, like, yeah, oh, I'm going there, and I know for sure Chris Roberts didn't want to say anything because he wanted to get a big pop when he just popped up unannounced at the Tokyo <laughs> Dome, yeah, but like, he uh. He his cover was burst as soon as we so so we got to the airport and uh, Chris Bro- Roberts bumped into referee Brandon Toll, who uh, is a WWN referee, okay. Impact Wrestling referee um what in japan no in in london so oh, right, we okay. at the airport so he'd he'd come over and he refereed on the progress unboxing show okay um and uh, and he was flying back with his wife and chris roberts had bumped into him and he'd taken a picture with him and posted it like look look who i bumped into at the airport good luck in tokyo brother oh, really? So <laughs> yeah. some people had seen that but chris yeah. got him to take it down because he wanted the he wanted the pop didn't he yeah of course. um he's very uh he's very clever chris roberts you know he's uh it was my news
1: going, but I didn't see that tweet on at all. Yeah, so, so uh, I assume a lot of other people did.
0: But um, well, I think it was only up for a few minutes, but okay. enough people saw for to know for it wasn't a secret. Because, okay. Um, but um, but yeah, I didn't say anything because like as well, I did like to me, I was just like, um, uh, I don't need to. I don't know. I've said it many times before, but I'm so secure about where I am now. I don't need to self-promote. Like you see these uh, pictures of like wrestlers who've got like all these local wrestling belts, which look like um, yeah. you know yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. made by, by children, but like they're they're there being like, look what I'm the know, champion I mean, of yeah, I, yeah,
1: my I, local bedroom. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, so wrestling, and and
0: so I, I so and, and that's fine. That's all. That's great. But like uh, I feel like I'm. I I don't need to do that, and I don't want to be, and I don't want to come across as one of those people, you know. And again, it's it's one thing if you win the if you win the undisputed British heavyweight championship in the Tokyo Dome in Japan, Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. You're more than welcome to post your, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we yeah, will all spray w- you when you never open weight championship in Tokyo, Japan. Um, was well, levels, isn't it? You know. But like, like yeah. so I don't want to come across as one of those guys who's like, you know, boasting about mm-hmm. what I'm doing because like I'm I'm very humble um, as to. What I've what I've achieved and what um, you know,
1: I, I just I, I, do you know what I think is a better word. Without I know Daniel Bryan uses it a lot. Is actually you're more grateful.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's uh, do you know what I mean. You don't want to be like, oh, I you know, I always knew I was going to be at the Tokyo Dome presenting my promotion show. But You want to be just like, well, I'm not going to show off about it. I'm just I'm grateful. I'm Yeah, you know, that's enough for me. Yeah. And that's and I'm going to show my gratitude.
0: And that's it. And I absolutely am grateful. And uh, and I will uh, I will post some nice pictures up. Um, now we've. And gone, and it's definitely happened, so I'm not like <laughs> no one can ta- that's another one. No can
1: take that tracksuit away from you, you're no, wearing now. Can't. No, so,
0: it's a lovely tracksuit, it is a lovely so, tracksuit, yeah. Um, so uh, he'll be doing a tour around the UK, don't <laughs> worry. Um, uh <laughs> well, char- like Martin Goldsmith said about the uh, the Jimmy Hart
1: jacket, will yeah. charge a tenner, to, <laughs> yeah, to put it on, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but I've had times before, so for example, once I was going to go to South Africa yep. to referee shows when Ric Flair first left WWE, like so. And I had jabs done as well. I went to the doctor. And, oh, you need these jabs if you're going to travel. You know, you go to travel doctor. Don't yeah, bother yeah. with that stuff anymore. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Haley's gets angry at me. You need to get your jabs updated. It's like, well, I don't really think I'm going to fall on any rusty needles anytime soon. You yeah. hope. I hope. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> it's like right, having a tetanus every 10 years, whatever. Um, but, uh, but anyway... Uh, well, um, oh, I, yeah. So I once was going to South Africa. I'd signed a contract to go and referee in South Africa. Ric Flair's supposed to be wrestling on the shows. His first shows outside of WWE, and uh, wrestling or appearing—not that it really matters. Re- but uh, retired, actual, no actual wrestling. I so, this was, wrestle, so, yeah. so do you remember when Ric Flair wound up doing the Hulk Hogan tour, like yeah. Ric Flair and Hogan tour in Australia? In Australia, yeah. So essentially, it was going to be this, because Rikishi wound up booking a lot of the talent for for that specific tour, right? But uh, but Rikishi had fallen out with N.W.E. right. So it's before Rikishi fell out of N.W.E. I guess there was going to be an N.W.E. tour in South Africa with Ric Flair on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, wrestling, and that got to maybe three weeks before and the tour got cancelled. Okay. But like I knew because it hadn't really been advertised. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like Ric Flair's wrestling. It's not really been advertised. But like you know, but it got so cl- We'd signed the contract and. Uh, yeah, if I I don't have my computer switched on, so I would you know I pull up the exact dates when it was you know like when we signed the contract and when when um when it got cancelled. But like it was very close to coming, but like fortunately I hadn't put on my my uh, MySpace. <laughs> 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 I'm off to South Africa because I would look quite stupid. So yeah. um, so I guess that's part of it as well. You never know. But with Japan, when they say something. It always comes true.
1: Yeah, they're not. You they're know, time wasted are they? Yeah, and yeah, and
0: yeah. so like um, so like I always say, like for example, if I bring someone in from Japan, um, I don't even need to worry. You know, like once a once a flight's booked, I don't even need to worry about if they're gonna turn up because mm-hmm. they are gonna turn up. You know, it's not a you know if they say they're gonna be somewhere, they're there. The reliability. Um, whereas a lot of the independent professional wrestlers and a lot of the British wrestlers. Yeah. Um, you uh, book them for something. <laughs> you book their flight. Like even this past weekend, Kaylee Ray was booked on um, a uh, my women's wrestling tournament, um, and uh, and she pulled out of it, feigning injury. But uh, you know, was uh, was very active, at, uh, you know, uh, the somewhere else on Monday. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: do you know what I mean? It's like you've not told the truth about where it, you know the reason why you're being there. But you've had a flight booked. You've agreed to a booking. Yeah. And you've not turned up, you know, like, and at hotels, yeah. And like, so to me, like, um, yeah, with the Japanese guys, when they say something's going to happen, yeah. it's going to happen, you know. So, um, uh, so that's why I kind of knew it was going to happen. But at the same time, it's still professional wrestling. Yeah, sure. So, sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, eventually, uh, so, so um, a drone could have got on the.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. See, I'm serious <laughs> though. Like you could have been set on a plane. Yeah, and I saw that. Drone but I
0: saw all that drone stuff like the week before. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like are all airports in England going to shut down because yeah. like. What well, last night? I heard. Yeah, yeah, but it was like only an hour that it yeah. was. uh But like, did you hear like so that drone? They, uh, apparently, there was no actual drone sighted. The original drone.
1: I thought it was kind of like, oh, we we're not dismissing the theory that there was no drone. Yeah, after that's all. it. Yeah, but
0: that's it. Because, but there was no actual. Sighted. Picture evidence, right, of a drone being there at Gatwick, the one, yeah, at Gatwick, ago. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so crazy, but like mm. I was also thinking, well, what if that gives people ideas? Yeah, right, right. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, some sort of conspiracy, yeah, in it, yeah. So, Media, that yeah.
0: to get us, yeah. Um, so um, so anyway, uh, flights came through, went to Japan. and and what was crazy as well so Chris Roberts bumped into Brandon at the airport we were on the we flew at the same time um, like the exact same time from the exact same airport and we landed at the exact same time um, but we were on different flights so so like we were kind of travelling on our own even though we were travelling together so um, so yeah I I just kind of met up with him again when we got to the other side did you? did you meet
1: him at passport control?
0: uh I saw or him in the lines passport control, and then I met him at Was baggage. he behind you in front of you? He was in front of me, Oh, yeah. he didn't want to jump in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're together. Well, no, because it was a windy queue. We couldn't really... Oh, okay. It wasn't really a time I kind of place. just place. And he was other. a long way in front, yeah. Oh, he? Okay. But, like, I had my glasses on. If I didn't have my glasses on, I wouldn't have seen him at all. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Did you see anyone else at the airport? Anyone else flying in? Uh, a couple of fans in Young Bucks t-shirts. Okay. Uh, American, German, English? Uh... American, because yeah. the thing was from America. The, the thing on the baggage gate beforehand. Okay. There was a lot of foreigners there. We sort of met a lot of people from Australia. Yeah. Out there. Did, did you um, see like any English people there? No, not really. Aiden, uh, Chris Roberts bumped into Aiden on the day that I was. Uh, oh, did he? Yeah. Aiden was my uh, one of our Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. yeah. He's out there. Yeah, but I never saw him. Okay, cool. I Bumped into Dave Meltzer. Yeah, yeah. Gave him all the scoops. Did you talked to him this time. All the scoops, just yeah. literally every single thing <laughs> you can imagine. So all like, that stuff he's coming so out with uh, now, is um, out your mouth, is it? Yeah, I told him about, um, you know, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of something funny, but I know, uh, but I could just be like, yeah, I told him about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just you told him anything. Jericho was going to be at the uh, All yeah, Elite Rally. Uh, yeah, I told him about the. Uh, no, I can't. I can't think of anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what happened oh so oh tokyo okay so my experience of tokyo i guess is that what we yeah why not yeah um i've never been yet i've never been so uh we uh you know so to me it's always been a dream that, Like i love i love professional wrestling and i love being able to travel for professional wrestling and obviously given the fact that i no longer um really i'm mm, involved as a performer i don't really get to travel so when i was refereeing i'd travel all over the place you know um so aside from our annual wrestlemania show i don't really get to travel anywhere so like it was really nice to be able to you know once again you know be a part of that you know traveling and doing something because he's always watching other people go off and do it, yeah. you know um so that was really nice. So if any promoters, you know, wanna bring me oh, out, yeah, I yeah. I'll just be happy to be there, you know. I'll enjoy catering, I'll uh you know good morale. You'll
1: make yourself useful, wouldn't you? Yeah.
0: Help with the ring. I, I'll watch the ring. <laughs> um, I'll um yeah, I'll uh you know, I'll tell people like, Yeah, we'd we'll definitely bring you in at some point. <laughs> give <laughs> you, that before. give your roster a morale <laughs> boost. <laughs> um so any any wrestling promoters listening in the Caribbean, particularly, I'm interested in, um, and what we would do Australia um, only if wife and family for Australia. Yeah. Um, anywhere hot and sunny, I'm pretty much open. All right. Um, do we
1: reach Australia? Do we have any downloads from Australia?
0: Uh, no. I don't know, but we can check it out though, because yeah. we may well do. There's a surprising a lot like a surprising amount of Australians in in Japan.
1: Oh, right, okay. Yeah.
0: So like Japan, England, America were the three main represented uh outside nationalities I'd say okay um but a lot of Australians like but I think you notice Australians more and I don't want to um I don't want to just tar them all with the same brush but the Australians are a lot lot louder okay you know so um so I think that's why maybe you uh, you realize Australians more yeah um so um but anyway, there's such a rich history in Japan. Obviously I'm big I'm a student of the game as we say, so like, you know, thinking about um not as much a student as Chris Charlton, who I had dinner with on after the Tokyo Dome, he knows everything. I like, I know nothing. Yeah. I'm reading his book at the moment, yeah. He's uh yeah. He's a smart man. Yeah. Um smart it depends how you judge smart though, doesn't it? Because like to many people knowing the history of uh, of professional wrestling is not He's not smart. On Masterminds, he'd go down a treat. Do you know what I mean? But on a a chase, he might be in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so... uh, But it was just great to be around that culture, that history. And you could really sense uh, the sense of... um, The way wrestling is a part of culture in Japan. I know it's not as big as it used to be, but, you know, you still get... You know, the old, uh, there's like many places where, which have like displays of, of wrestling. And, you know, it feels like wrestling is very much ingrained in that culture. The same way that, I don't know, like um, football may be ingrained in the culture in England. You know, like you, you know, you see wrestling magazines, you see wrestling stores. And I'm very aware that I was in Tokyo, which is, you know. Yeah, but there's not a wrestling store in London, is there? No, there's not. No, N- no.
1: Like, no, not at all. You no. Know, so, so, so yeah. But this for three days. Near Christmas, <laughs> with the WWE toys. Yeah, yeah, in 1992. No, 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 for real. There's oh, like okay. a pop up shop. In I thought London, we were talking yeah. about the pop
0: up that Martin Goldsmith oh, had. Oh no, 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 there. no. Um, but yeah, so the, so you know the point I'm making is, that. Suzuki
1: it, has his own shop, right? Suzuki has his own shop. Yeah, Japan. Like, Pro wrestling have a shop. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah.
0: and uh, there's many different wrestling shops and wrestling related, wrestling themed things. So if you're a wrestling fan, is like you can go there as a wrestling fan, and you could probably fill your entire time there with wrestling stuff. Okay. You know, and and because it's Tokyo Dome season and because it's a national holiday in Japan, there's two shows a day at Korakuen Hall. Um, I never, unfortunately, I never really got a chance to see anything because I flew on, um, so I flew New Year's Day. Um, so the 1st of January, I landed in the afternoon of the 2nd of January. Um, so we went out for, for dinner. So uh, again, so again, the history, you know, just, you read about it all the time, you see it on the TV, you see it you know, when you watch Japanese wrestling shows, and you hear, um, it's almost like a myth, you know, no, mythology, I guess, you know, like people talk about Japanese wrestling, how special it is and how special the crowd are, how respectful the fans are, and it's treated too like, it's sp- spoken about like this mythical place, you know, the Japanese tours of the, you know, the 90s and what, 80s, 90s, whatever have you, you know, like, it's, it's really... S- it's spoken in very high regard, you know, and um, yeah. so to be able to just be there and kind of get a sense of that, a real feel for that was something, you it's know. Quite cool, um, yeah. And the culture, like, you know, just the streets, uh, one thing, you know, again, I'd, I'd love to go for a, a bit longer next time. Um, hopefully there is a next time. I, You know, I, I really, really loved it. The food was great. The, the people were just so respectful. Um, and just, for example, the streets, just completely clean, spotless. I'm talking about... You don't need to play the three-second rule in Japan. You know, if you drop a chip on the floor, you've got three seconds to pick it up and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that (laughs) there. Leave it for an an hour. hour. Okay, later. Yeah. Yeah. Come back to it. Untouched. (laughs) Clean. Um, But, like, uh, yeah, the street's just absolutely clean. Um, And one thing I was worried about was a toilet situation. So I'd obviously heard about the hole in the floor. And uh, got to my hotel. Opened the door to the bathroom. It gonna be like? what's it gonna be like i'm like what is this contraption it's a toilet like you'd like you'd imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's got some buttons on the side and you sit down and some heating comes on it's a heated toilet seat all oh, right okay nice lovely and instantly i'm texted home being like <laughs> we need, we one need to get these. one of these yeah. yeah and there's like a day and a shower on it as well so you can shower your bum hole oh, really? <laughs> yeah really it's lovely yeah, Have lovely. you looked them up? Seriously, they sound quite good. I'm going to I'm going to look the them. The heated yeah. toilet
1: seat especially I think is Yeah, I know it's not new but like underrated. Like, oh. Yeah, that's Yeah, a, that's I appreciate that. How's yeah. that
0: not taken off in England? Yeah. Like seriously, mm-hmm. how's it not taken off? Like because yeah, it should be big business. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. yeah. So um so yes, yeah, so that was uh, the first tick. Um and obviously um I don't like I think I think I'm gonna try and learn Japanese, like make a real conscientious effort to learn Japanese. I'm calling okay. it now. So I don't I, l- I I learned a little bit um uh, I just taught you a bit. Yeah, hi. Gominazai. What's that one? Sorry. Ah. Uh, Inudes. hi Yes. Yeah. That's Inudes. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's a it's a dog.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Inudes.
0: Inudeska? Inudeska. Which means what? Is that a dog? Is that a dog,
1: okay
0: mm. yeah, the it's not really
1: anything anyone would ever really say because they're quite distinguishable dogs, though, aren't they? so
0: no, but you hear a noise in the background uh, oh okay. uh, in hi uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, but yeah, I would like to make a, a conscientious effort to yeah. uh, You're the hard, hard I can tell you feel very hard very hard very hard language to under, to to grasp, but um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try, okay, just like I think I'd like to expand my mind as well, because I heard like people who learn more languages, it uses different parts of your brain. Okay. Right, so it kind of helps just keep... I can see that continuing. makes
1: sense. Yeah, I'm quite good at French, but not fluent by English.
0: Bonjour, madame. N- Monsieur. <laughs> I know.
1: But when we went to this African island, everyone spoke French, so I was like the go-to guy to help.
0: Oh, oh. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, je Palandi Andy. Uh, je à Portsmouth, on mm-hmm. Angleterre. Oui. Uh... That's all
1: I got. <laughs> I used to be able to speak a little bit of Spanish. Uh, je ne comprends pas. I do not understand.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Which I used a lot when I was in
0: Africa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Yeah. Um, kind of we got by on uh, speaking very limited um, Japanese. Uh, everyone, asking someone if it was because, a dog. And again, no, but uh, again, like we did, like, we it's, it's one of those things where, you know, British are very... Uh, Arrogance not the right words, but in Britain we get away with and America we it's get away with ignorance, ignorance isn't speak. Yeah. And yeah. like we kinda of get away with that. So um and I found that anyone who couldn't get away with it anyway sorry, anyone who couldn't speak it, they'd just call someone else over who could. Okay, so like um so yeah, so it was uh you know, it was quite um it was no there was no issues there whatsoever. Um so yeah, Tokyo Dome show. So we did um L-l-l- run me through run me through the day of the Tokyo Dome. So well me, probably the, the <laughs> p- probably the day before is probably the more um so like we did the press conference the day before, so which I was on my own for. So um the call time so I was told the call time was eleven thirty. Um so obviously knowing that it's Japan, everyone gets there early, I got there at eleven fifteen for the, the the call for the press conference, the bus of the press conference. So I get down to reception and uh, I'm the only one there. And uh, okay. in fact, I bumped into Henare, who's, uh, you know, uh, I guess he's graduated from the uh, Young Lions now. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm just going to the shop. And he was like, so I wasn't sure. So he was like, he was like, oh, I'm wrestling later on. He said, um, but I didn't realize a wrestling in the press conference was the same place. So I still didn't really know I was in the right place. But he's like, I'm, go- I'm just going to the shop. And uh, so I'm left uh, on my own and I'm stood there. And I'm like, it's the right time because you know I don't and I and I'm so aware that I was told the meet was 11:30 and as we were getting closer and closer to 11:30, I was panicking because I was like, if I'm stood in the wrong place, yeah, and I find out at 11:30, then I'm late, right, 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 right. So, but it turns out that they just extended me the courtesy of uh, thinking that I didn't know that I had to be there early. The meet was actually 11:45. Oh really? So <laughs> if I turned oh, yeah. up at 11:30, so 11:30. So was the first person
1: you saw? uh like, who was the first one? You were like, oh, thank God you're his. Oh, so or? the first
0: one I saw was, um, so I saw Tamatonga. Okay. Right, but that, So I was like, oh, cool. But then what I didn't realize was all the factions travel separately. So like Bullet Club have like a limo, like a Hummer limo type oh, thing. They? So he just walks straight past into this limo. Yeah. Like, And they have got, they've got like a little Bullet Club van who takes them all to the, awesome. the okay. limo, right? So um, So I was like, kind of almost like I saw him, my eyes lit up and then I was like, <laughs> oh, I realised what was going on. Can I jump in for So so yeah, so um Was the Tokyo pimp with him? Uh not at that time though. No. Oh, okay. Um, I bet he was in the limo So they well no, they joined, they didn't join up back with the Bullet Club till the Tokyo time, did they? Oh, so, okay. Like, they were still kind of elite. Um Yujiro and uh and uh Chase Owens were still right. kind of elite at that point and they turned back at New Year's Dash. Okay Um so um you watched it, you should know. I do know, but I just <laughs> mind slip um uh, so uh so yeah so i was like really worried and of course eleven thirty. unfortunately the first person i saw was Zack saber so i was like oh, oh maybe it wasn't maybe it was uh who was it there was one person and we got on the bus and then i saw then will was the next person will Ospreay was the next person to come okay um and i instantly as soon as I saw everyone I was like oh phew mm. <laughs> so yeah. it was all okay long 50 minutes, um, 30 minutes yeah a very long 30 minutes right and uh, and uh, yeah because I couldn't think of anything possibly is it I guess it's insecurity but I don't know but I couldn't think of anything worse than looking like disrespectful in my first my first trip yeah 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 um so uh so there, then we went on to the um uh the press conference um which I didn't know anything about really um, aside from I was told, so it changed a few times what was happening. So um, from and it very, I won't go in detail into everything, but it varied from, I was going to be stood at the side of the ring and I was just going to come in at the end and unveil the belt and say a, a couple of words. Um, and then it was, um, and then it was maybe like a Zack and Ishi come out. I speak out, I come out afterwards. I'd already be in the ring, and I I say a couple of words at the end, and then it was like you're out first, right? And like, what do you want me to say? I "I don't know. Just like, thank you. Say there's going to be a new championship belt, and I was just so like, yeah, do you have any plan? No, nothing planned. So, and I didn't realise I was going to be making an entrance, like kind of entrance as well. Like, (laughs) so I had to come down the the runway and like, i was kind of come. oh waving you know and i didn't know i didn't have a clue what i was going to say and of course in england so i'm i'm i can i don't need to script stuff to you know we can promo back and forth like if we're going to have a promo you know i can easily do it with no uh you know i don't need a script i just need to know a general direction but like obviously first of all being in a foreign country was one thing and also secondly if i'm doing the, the spiel where i'm kind of doing anything where i'm doing it in an official capacity what i'll normally do if i if i've not thought of something before um little trip uh, little um tip for your kids is uh what i normally do is i'll say something get a response and while the response is happening think the next move ahead yep. you know so um but in japan you don't get it's not like you gonna be like it's great to be here in tokyo <laughs> yeah, time sure. to think so like i kind of you know um Said a few things on the fly. Um, it was just fu- it was fine, and in my head it was terrible. Did you know when they were going to translate? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: So th- just you say your bit, then the yeah, translator cause, cause will do the whole in, thing. In
0: many ways, I thought it would be easier because my only other experience with translation was uh, when Ultimate Warrior did his promo in Spain. But in that situation, it was Ultimate Warrior did one line, then the translator responded, oh, I see, then he okay. did another, and basically they went through that like a hundred times because. Um, the translator, just had a script. I'm not sure if he could really translate. He just literally had a script. Oh my so Old Warrior really? had to hit... His lines, so yeah, he said, yeah. you you touch and shake your head, but that's N.W.E. all over, That's my right? right point. That's, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he had to remember it. So rather than being able to just say what he wanted, you know, like the the power of the warriors, and yeah, like, you know, like, like warrior promo, yeah. like he had to say a specific promo. Okay. Otherwise, he was uh, yeah. So like to um, find
1: an Englishman that speaks fluent Spanish isn't impossible, <laughs> or vice versa. Joel yeah, Spanish right. Is, isn't impossible. Yeah, but he
0: literally had a script that he had to read from, right? Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, an ultimate warrior would say – and it was weird as well. So, like, because he'd say his line and then, like, he'd have to pause. But, like, it's almost like he was g it up. But, like, he'd fucking – you know, he'd do the, like, fuck, you know, the, like the – I don't know, for lack of a better time, right here in Madrid, Spain. But he wouldn't be allow- allowed to fu- – to I keep nearly swearing. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be allowed to then, you know, show out Just to the crowd yeah, yeah. until the translator uh, does his, you know – Cut, says his line, so like you know, the translator will then get to Madrid, Spain, and then Warrior will be like,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like
0: so. It was um, yeah, it was just a funny experience. Um, so but that was kind of good that the translator. So at first I was, what I wished it was like like that, like I say a line, translator translates, because then it would give me time to think. But knowing that it was at the end was kind of better because my big fear and I know this sounds absolutely crazy but my biggest fear as all was removing the championship belt from the bag because okay. I was like what if I drop it everyone's looking at me yeah. Well, you hold it up upside upside down. down. yeah and <laughs> I kept looking every every five seconds I kept checking before I went out I was just checking the the bag and as well I had no idea of where we were going what like it's just oh because in in Japan as well you don't really, so Tokyo Dome was kind of different in the sense that we went into the um, we went into the Tokyo Dome beforehand, but this event was already going on when we arrived. And like in Japan, like they have um, the young lions, they literally guide you to where you need to go. So you don't even see, we never even, I never even saw. So I was thinking the press conference was gonna be like, Behind a press table, yeah, like behind the table, yeah. Which they've been before. Which they've been before, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was actually inside a wrestling ring. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and there was an audience, a big audience there. So like, and it wasn't until I looked at the TV screen, like kind of, I was in the backstage bit for a little while, and then when it, as they started, they went started the first, so we went in match order for the Tokyo Dome, when the first one came out, I went and watched it on the TV screen, and I was like, oh, it's actually a, 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 a thing, you know. Yeah. But then they have, like, literally, people guide you to where you need to be, when you need to be there. So slick professional smooth operation um so i did that on the um on the thursday um but it meant missing out on chris and marty Marty took chris roberts sightseeing around tokyo to all the wrestling spots because that's all it, Chris yeah. wanted to see but i like i would have been down with that yeah, and yeah. He, he got some old school merchandise as well which is really cool but um so i missed out on all that sightseeing <laughs> um because i was doing that but i'm glad i did it like i, I really yeah, sure, am course because, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. um and then on the um then in the evening we went to Ribera Steakhouse. Um, well, no, I didn't get a jacket. No, no. So, um, DeVote, Unlucky. But, um, but it was, that was great as well. Just looking, but the, the facet- all the pictures of the, the, wrestlers there, you know, are just, um, Big Vito still pho- on the wall. Um, I never saw a Big Vito, but there's a theory, or oh, I asked because like, obviously they keep, wrote, you had like Okada above the, the main bit and like, and I, and I said like, and Marty said that perhaps he thinks they um, might rotate it based upon who's who might come in. Okay, so yeah. So like, who's in town. So there's a, right, lot of, okay. a lot of New Japan guys above the thing. Um, but I sat in front of them, um, where we were sat, I was sat in front of a picture of uh, Mike Tyson and Owen Hart. Oh really? I was real cool. Oh, is that Owen Hart's wearing a WrestleMania 5 hat? Uh, maybe. Okay. I took yeah. a picture of it anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So Marty yeah. sent
1: it to me, Funny enough,
0: ages so, ago. So yeah so I thought that I thought that was quite cool. Um and um yeah so that was great. Um and then on the Tokyo Dome show so we had to meet at 12:30 to go to a Tokyo Dome and uh originally I uh so I was going to do some sightseeing in the morning but then I went for breakfast and then after breakfast I got a call from someone from the, the office and um who I've kind of conversed with a lot um but um never had the opportunity to to meet in person and he called me up and said oh and sandra in tokyo would you like to come for coffee okay so i went for coffee with him instead of um getting to see tokyo so i really never got to see any of tokyo at all right, right. um and uh um so we had a nice meeting um and uh over coffee and then came back went straight to um went straight for the meet for tokyo dome and uh, there's like a secret passageway from the tokyo dome hotel to a tokyo dome you're not allowed to take any pictures of uh really the deal yeah okay. and um and uh, and what was really nice was just the the atmosphere honestly andy like, i can't emphasize enough like just everyone was super excited obviously it's their biggest show of the year but everyone was just so happy excited to be there and they all felt like a big family you know all just all everyone wanted each other to do well yeah you know? okay. and like it just seems su- like such a happy atmosphere um and then went through to a tokyo dome and of course instantly you're blown away by the size of the thing right but what's what's absolutely crazy and i guess it's just human nature because I remember when, when when we did the NWE shows I remember I was in the midst of the NWE shows and I went to Coventry Sky Dome for the Noah you remember when Noah did the show at Coventry oh, Sky course, Dome yeah. with Mark Sloan we went to the Coventry Sky Dome and I was like and bearing in mind this was the biggest venue ever like 3,000 uh, 3,500 3, people I was like this is tiny yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean because yeah, like, yeah. I, it numbs you right but the longer I was the longer I was at the Toko Dome the less It seemed you know, because you get that instant. Yeah, you get that instant. You get there, and it takes your breath away, you know. And then you're there, and um, yeah, so that was Tokyo Dome, and and then we did like I had a booking meeting earlier, like in the some point during the day there, Um, you know, just um, uh, and then we, you know, just kind of chilled out until the until the show. Um, There's obviously there's catering there, TV screens backstage, but I was sat on the, the there's like a dugout. Um, so i was actually in the the main arena rather than um you know i could have sat backstage but i wanted it to be you, a, you, to you feel know, it you right? feel, yeah fair. and and what's amazing as well as the show progresses um which i think probably comes across on on camera is the reactions get louder and louder as the show goes on but um it was explained to me that the japanese are sometimes um a very shy people and when they have had some drinks they lose their inhibitions a lot more so that's a part of the reason why I as It gets on later, they get more uh, rounded. Okay, okay, right? They've had a good night, um, yeah. have a good night, and that's but that's very much the way that it's built, the show's built in that kind of way, you know, mm-hmm. to build up to that big main event at the end. And and uh, just some quick eye openers, I know we don't have long, but um, you know, just uh, for example, um, big reaction for when um, Okada pulled off his uh, his trousers, trousers and revealed his old trunks his shorts you know and like everyone went crazy for that and since i've seen a video from a bar which was like england has scored a oh, goal that's, in a that's
1: come out as being fake
0: oh is it really yeah oh okay yeah because so we cause said that's that
1: like a football reaction but it
0: was a football reaction as he
1: was a football reaction but yeah, yeah. the
0: reality of the situation is but yeah. that's what he was like in the tokyo time
1: yeah yeah in front of aiden who we referenced earlier he said the same thing like someone shared it on facebook i think and then aiden partly goes this isn't actually real but trust me, it was massive. Yeah, the it was job. huge. Yeah. Like
0: it was absolutely huge. I can't, yeah. I can't explain yeah. how big a reaction that that got. Um, and that was like, um, that was something else. And that shows you what a great job New Japan do of uh, of building this, um, you know, these guys of, as mythical stars and. Uh um, so uh, it, it, it was just amazing that that kind of reaction, and of course uh, um, the end of that match as well with uh, Jay White and Tanahashi, uh, and sorry, and, and Okada. Just the reversals of, it, of each other's spots were the reactions that they got were just crazy. Um, of course, uh, Jericho and Naito over, you know the. I um, suppose my favourite bit, i probably of the whole show, was when was when Jericho rang the ring bell. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then just put his arms up like he'd won the <laughs> match, <laughs> and the referee pulls his arm down. Um, and of course, Tanahashi and uh, Tanahashi and uh, Omega had a hell of a match, as one of my good friends said countless times throughout <laughs> the match. Um, but that was just great. Um, and uh, and a special shout out as well to Tiger Hattori, who's uh, it was his last Tokyo Dome show refereeing. Yep. Um, who uh, just the, you know he's someone uh, he's still in the New Japan office. He's not he's not retiring from from new japan he's still very much a, a part of the office but um he's retiring from refereeing and that was his last tokyo dome show and um and that was uh you know it, it was i was i felt privileged to be there for that because tiger hattori is someone who's without tiger hattori there would be no relationship with the united kingdom and and new japan pro wrestling um so uh just you know just want to make a special mention to to tiger um and then um and the, the whole experience was it was something else it was um it's almost like I, I can't wait to go back and watch i've not had a chance to breathe yet but to watch a watch back for show um because i think it was a very special show um and i think unlike previous years tokyo dome so like um maybe a, a lot of the undercards was a uh, was shorter than you might expect but it built to those you know the top three matches yeah you know um and i think that um it would have been great to have seen, for example, Zack go a bit longer or like the tag match go a bit longer. But, you know, ultimately as a full show perspective, it was just, for me, it was just a wonderful show, wonderful experience. So, um, and, and, and what else I... I want to add as well is New Japan um that their, their office treated me with nothing but respect and it was just so nice to feel valued for as we kind of alluded to earlier we're not just a partner which is just like ah oh, whatever it's not one sided you know what i mean and they they do appreciate the the work that that we do in helping the New Japan brand in the united kingdom and um and, and they do care and, and i think that that to me means so much and i and i <laughs> You know, like I say, I'm just grateful for the the whole situation and um and and kind of how well they treated me and how much they respect the hard work we put in. Um so uh so yeah, it was absolutely just a wonderful experience. Um and uh and of course, um to top it all off oh so then after the Tokyo Dome, um I went out for dinner with again some some members of the office, um had a lovely dinner, um, which was which was very nice. And then back to Back to UK it was, but to top it all off, I said at the start, you know, when I got to Japan, I thought all the toilets would be like holes in the floor. Get to the airport, waiting to board my flight. Of course, I'm going from one dream factory to another, straight to the London cockpit. Um, we don't have time to, unfortunately, talk about those shows, but I'm sure if we've got time, we'll talk about them next week or whatever. But um, I'm going straight to the London cockpit, from the, from airport to the cockpit. Um, and uh, I, I'm at the, the airport. And I really need a poo, <laughs> like desperately. It was about five minutes before the flight boarding time, so I rush to the toilet, and all the doors are locked. I'm like, oh my god! And then, like as I uh, as I'm waiting for the, the doors to open, uh, suddenly a door <coughs> that sound of a door opening. A Western-looking individual looks out, makes eye contact with me, and looks straight to the ground, and carries on walking. I was like, that was a, a weird <laughs> interaction that we had just then. And I burst into the toilet, lock the door behind me, turn around, and there's a hole in the floor. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so um so yeah, so I got my experience of a hole in the floor as well. Which, to be honest, wasn't as bad as I expected. I had to read the instructions four or five times just to make sure I was gonna do it right. Yeah. Um, it didn't make a mess. And I and I held onto those rails. <laughs> there's a rail in front of you. I held onto that rail for dear life. <laughs> and uh, um yeah, but apparently it's very good for you. So um, okay. so I got to experience that part of Japan, even if I didn't get to see all the sights. Um, Lovely. But yeah, it, overall, a, a wonderful trip. Um, great uh, great time, great people, great wrestling. Um, and uh, and yeah, I can't wait to be able to do it again. Hopefully, like I say, hopefully for a bit longer next time. Um, and uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll get to see a bit, mo- bit more of, of, of Japan. Um, and hopefully I won't have to do it on such a tight schedule because obviously um, from there... It was straight to the London cockpit and it was straight into action with two nights at the London cockpit. Um so I flew on I flew at ten AM on um the on Saturday the fifth and I, uh, I I landed at I wanna say two PM on Saturday the fifth, and then straight to the cockpit and there it was. And that was my Japanese adventure, Andy. Excellent. Well it sounds like you had a great time. And uh Yeah, hope you get to go again next year. Um, so do I and I hope you get to go to Japan sometime soon as well Andy well fingers crossed eh? um, so um, so yeah thank you
1: everyone for listening yep. um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z I didn't hit
0: my 2000 target um, well, maybe we'll set a 2000 target for next Christmas eh? <laughs> yeah till
1: next year right I've really got to run unfortunately guys I've okay. a one to one wrestling session with Steve so if anyone's interested in booking one get in touch with me or you Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in. much uh, love. I'll see you all later. Bye, Andy. I I'll,
0: I I'll, I'll just feel I'll close this one up on my own. So, okay, please do. So, for those of you who don't know, Andy, he he left the conversation several times throughout, um, uh, and he alluded to his loo roll there because he stuffs loo roll up his nose rather than just blowing his nose like a grown up. He stuffs loo roll up his nose. So. Um, so there you go. There's some more insights on the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Um, and yes, please, uh, like Andy alluded to, he, he does private sessions at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. We have other trainers who also do private sessions at Portsmouth School of Wrestling. So if you're interested, info at revolutionprowrestling.com. Of course, we've got a, um, a full a full, full host of classes at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling, Um, so all levels of abilities catered for and welcomed, um, including junior classes, beginner classes, mixed classes, and we also do specialist classes and seminars as well, so if you want to know more information, um, you check out our website, revolutionprowrestling.com forward slash training, and um, that's got all the info, but feel free to email info at revolutionprowrestling.com for more. But follow me on Twitter at A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. And uh, yeah, have a good, safe week. Until next week, speak to you later. Goodbye.